Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. <laughs> Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Crazy Train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Oh, good morning, everybody. And it is a cold one. It's colder than a witch's thorax. Yeah, Danny's looking at me like, what? Anyway, we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. He's Danny Bush. I'm Tommy the True Newbauer. And this is the last show for Greg Janik, our producer. He's going on to bigger and better things, and uh, we wish you well in that, Greg. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, you can give us a call here if you want with questions, comments, whatever. We need to know what the ice thickness is. 799-1250 is the phone number. That's 414-799-1250. Or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Welcome, everybody. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is a little chilly out there. This whole week's been cold. Yeah. Making a lot of ice. I never made it out hunting at all. No. I was going to go out no. with the crossbow, but I was sick all week. And when it's cold like this, you do not feel like going out. Mm-mm. And uh, I'm supposed to go hunting with my brother tonight, maybe up in a uh, holiday hunt for a doe up by Oshkosh area. But I'm 50-50 <laughs> on it right now. I don't feel too energetic. Even if you get one, then you got to think, okay, you're going to be... Dealing with it in the cold. Oh, your hands would be freezing. Freezing. Out that deer. Yeah. Dragging it out, <laughs> huffing and puffing in that cold air. Well, you'd stay warm when you're doing all that heavy work, but it's that gutting out with your hands being frozen like that. I mean, when it's zero degrees or less, I mean, my yeah. goodness, that's, 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 that's just, that's cold. But hey, it's, you know what? I look at it this way. Thank God for global warming. Otherwise, it'd be a lot colder. <laughs> had yeah. To, had to throw that one. Had to throw that one in <laughs> there. I just had to throw it out there. Uh, you were asking about ice thickness. Yeah. I don't know the ice I... thickness, but a lot of people have been out on that east end of Pewaukee. Yeah. And I talked to Tom Kep, uh, who is uh, president of the Pewaukee chapter of Walleyes for Tomorrow. Bumped into him at the post office yesterday. And uh, he said another buddy of mine uh, caught a uh, 27-inch walleye through the ice there the other night. 
right there on the east end where I live. Yeah. So uh, 27-incher, cotton released. So they're getting some nice walleyes out there. Oh, Pewaukee has always had, it seems like, always had nice walleyes. There's always been some big ones in there. Always been, right? Just not a lot of the reproductive fish. You know, not a lot of reproduction, not a lot of fish, not a lot of walleyes. But there's always been some big ones. But now, you know, pretty soon... Few more years. Not because Lots of, of good ones. not because of any reproduction, just no. because of all the ones. All the stocking, stocking yeah. That right walleyes now. for tomorrow is doing, yeah. Yeah, so they're doing a great job, and uh, certainly I've talked to other guys. One guy was all happy; he got a twenty incher the other day. Yeah. Then a lot of guys are catching undersized ones. Too. Yeah, I've heard of that. I've heard a lot of short ones, but which is good to hear that but like they're getting them. Tom said it's good to see guys catching big ones and letting them go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that is, and we're gonna. As a matter of fact, now next week, Danny, you you got uh, somebody coming about coming in about. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have uh, somebody in talking about African hunting next week. So we're gonna mm-hmm. kind of have a change, change gears a little bit. Yeah, and we'll talk about some hunting, uh, not local necessarily, but in Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, our friend Rod Grimmy went to Africa years ago, did a plains hunt, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake owns Carly's Bar out there. He went out there and did the planes. Mm-hmm. So that's basically going out and shooting all the, you know, I guess antelope and the different kind of yeah. deer deer based animals. Yeah, yeah, the, not shooting the big five. Right, like right, the, right. The lion, leopard, and yeah, whatever rhinos and lion. I don't lion, leopard, rhino, cape buffalo, cape buffalo elephant. elephant. That's the yeah, big five. That's, yeah, that's. I don't know. You know, and, and, you know, the cool thing is some people, you know, don't, they want to go to Africa, but they don't want to, let's say, shoot anything. So they have uh, uh, photo safaris. Yeah, camera. Yeah. So you just take pictures of all these awesome animals, you know, that are out there. So did I ever tell you, I know I told you years ago, but a number of years ago, when Cabela's first opened out there in Richfield, when they first opened, they had a contest. And the first place prize was a trip to animal, a trip to Africa, and and you had licenses to shoot nineteen animals. <clears throat> and uh, at the time, my sister in law's boyfriend he won it, he won that. And so he says, "Well, now he was a he's a, he was a big game hunter at the time. All right, he would go out west and he'd do right. the elk, the moose, the thing like that." But he asked them. He says, "Well, he said, I, I don't know. I don't know if I really want to go to Africa." He said. Uh, can I trade it in the night for cash? And they said no. And he says, okay, uh, instead of me shooting all these deer type animals, how about trade it in for one of the one of the big five? No. So, so anyways, but they said you either take it or lose it. It was either or. Yeah, so, take it or leave it. So he he paid for his girlfriend, my sister in law, paid for her uh, airfare and every, whatever else her share was. But he everything for him was free. And uh, she went with him, and they went over there. And then when he was there, like I said, he could shoot like, I think it was like 19. But there were some other ones where the guide pointed out and said, oh, this isn't on your list, but there's a warthog. You want to shoot a warthog? Yeah, I want to shoot a warthog. Oh, there's a gemsbuck or whatever, some kind of right. other animal. It's not on your list, but you want to shoot. And it'd be just a little extra, right? A couple of hundred dollars here and there or whatever. Well, okay, so he ends up with, I think, 21 or 23 animals. Has most of them mounted, uh, sometimes just shoulder mounts, 
Uh, the one animal that I thought he should have had the whole damn thing mounted, or at least a shoulder mount, was that warthog. He just brought back the tusks. But he had all these other ones. So in his garage, he had all these animals right from Africa. Had no room for his car. All these, or boat or nothing. All these animals. So this free trip, okay, with adding on all these extra animals, taking his girlfriend, right, have, doing, right. having the taxidermy and sent his free trip cost him like $35,000. Well, <laughs> see, here's the thing. <clears throat> if I did a trip like that, I would have said, okay, I'll go and shoot, but I don't want the animals. Somebody else take the animals if you want to yeah. take them and get them, get them done, you know, mounted yourself for yeah. your Cabela's store. You yeah. can have them. Yeah. Because you know that's going to cost oh, you $35,000. Yeah. cost a lot of money. Yeah. And they're going to sit in the garage, and who's going to go and look? Oh, nice yeah. Gems buck. Yeah, exactly. Nice Impala. Yeah. So what? Who cares? Yeah, I know. They're just Move sitting the in dust. the garage. Hold on. There's some dust. Oh, there's a hat on top of one of the ears. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a waste. $35,000. I can think of yeah. other ways I'd spend $35,000. Yeah, I know. So anyway, but he had that stuff. Uh, unfortunately, though, the guy a few years later passed away. So now his relatives have all these animals $35,000 worth of all different African animals. But I must have my sister-in-law came back with photos that were pretty darn awesome. You know, a lot of really, really neat photos. But at one point she got hollered at by the guide because my sister-in-law, they stopped at a spot and uh, the guide is tracking something and she decided, oh, there's some birds or there's some whatever. And she walks away from the truck, right? And she's walking, taking pictures and all that. And all of a sudden, it was, you know, I don't know, five, ten minutes later, the guy comes over. He's hollering at her. What the hell are you doing? She says, what? I'm just taking pictures. You you don't leave this vehicle. He said, there's animals out here that will eat you. <laughs> you don't leave the vehicle. <laughs> and she's just wandering around taking pictures, you know. <laughs> yeah. I guess don't leave the guide. Yeah, don't leave the guide. Don't leave the vehicle. It's no, that's a big no-no. So, well, but. I I did the same thing one time on a trip, uh, Caribbean cruise. You could pay like 50 bucks and go diving this reef with these guys. So they mm-hmm. give you a little lesson in the water, about 10, you know, five minutes, mm-hmm. give you the tanks, and next thing you know, you're scuba diving, right? Okay. So <laughs> Not a lot of training. Not a lot of training. So not a lot of training. No. I mean, it's like I can't believe they do that, you know? Okay. Off you go. So we're down 20 feet down, and I'm... The group, you're going with the group, and all of a sudden I started looking at a starfish down at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And then I looked up, and I was all by myself. No. Yeah. So I thought, where the hell is everybody? So then I went, I surfaced, right? You got like this little vest where you can kind of like inflate or whatever, and it pops you to the top. It helps you up quicker. Pops you to the top. And I popped to the top. I'm looking around for the boat, and all of a sudden, boom, the guide came straight up six inches from my face and surfaced. and. And startled the heck out of me. And he kind of grabbed me. Says, "Stay with the group." And oh, yeah. back we went down. Yeah, he <laughs> you found me. He you was not with the group. <laughs> he was not happy with me because I was off looking at that starfish. <laughs> yeah, stay with the group. No sharks in the area, huh? No sharks in the no area. Sh- it's like Apocalypse Now when Chief or Chef. Remember Apocalypse Now? Yeah. They they yeah. they land and and and. Uh, and Chef, and then the chief, uh, what's his name? Uh, can't remember. Sheen. Sheen oh, was yeah. like, he says, you know, stay with the boat. 
He yeah. goes, no, I'm going to go find some mangoes, man. <laughs> and he's off looking for mangoes. And then all of a sudden, the tiger tag comes running back to the boat. Blinking tiger, fucking tiger. Says, Always stay with the boat. Never leave the yeah, boat. Yeah, never leave the boat. <laughs> stay well, anyway, with the boat. He's going to be in it. As a matter of fact, uh, some people I met were very interesting. I met him a number of years ago. We've emailed it every now and then. Uh, Dan and uh, uh, Doria Dutoy, uh, South Africans that have a big preserve down there, and they do all the photo safaris and the hunting safaris. Uh, they always invite me to come down. They always say, you got to come and visit us. It is, it's like I'm not taking an 18-hour plane ride. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Let's be honest, Tom. It ain't so much the 18-hour plane ride. It's the three thousand uh, dollar plane the, the, the ticket yeah ticket. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ticket, you could get there one hour ticket. round trip yeah. <laughs> and you still wouldn't go no actually you know not for that amount of money no you know actually you know no i if if it would be quicker yeah like if we had a uh what do they call it a transporter you know like they have at uh, our track yeah mean, where they beam you yeah, there yeah yeah I, I would transport i might do it I, I might do it yeah not for the cost yeah. transporters aren't cheap <laughs> Yeah, that's right. You gotta find the alien. Just yeah, ask that's Mr. true. Speaking of that, eight, that's a great. I mean, if that ever comes about, that would be the greatest thing ever. A that transporter. Would, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Just you, go you from one place to another, just like that. Yep. Ten no, seconds. No more cars. Day. No more planes. Yeah. No more burning of fossil fuels, leaving carbon footprints. I don't care. About <laughs> that. I'm just looking at going from traveling. Oh, if you want to yeah. go to. China or something. It's a 24-hour flight. Well, listen, we got to go to a quick break. Danny's going to bring some stuff up that he's reading in a magazine right now. So we're going to get to that and much, much more today. But hey, if you know what the thickness of ice ice is when you went ice fishing, give us a call and tell us. We'd like to know because we have not been out. So anyway, 799-1250 is the phone number. We'll be right back with more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. See you that. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. Boots. The, 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 the little, uh, they go down and put their leg out. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. A little chair dance in here first thing in the morning. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for tuning in this cold, cold morning. Hey, what is It's supposed up? to stay like this till like Friday, next Friday, too. Yeah. Isn't it? It's yeah. like a lot of cold. But thank cold. goodness, not a lot of snow like Erie, Pennsylvania. So uh, I was looking at uh, more pictures. I'd seen this on the DNR website. The Cougar, yeah, confirmed on trail cam, Douglas County. Yeah, they got like four. They got like what they say four different photos of the cougar wandering, and uh, let's say two of the photos were captured on the same day on two properties, roughly two and a half miles apart, in the Foxborough area of the town of Summit. And looking at the map, that's right up, right up very close to the area where, where, uh, you know, where I have the estate up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, boy, would that be something to see? 
see a cougar. There are cougars in Wisconsin, and a lot closer than what people think. Now, the DNR won't uh, uh, say that for sure there are cougars closer to us, like Holy Hill area, West Bend area. But a DNR guy, a guy who works for the DNR, had one on his trail cam up uh, by Allington, which isn't all that far away. My friend Sal saw one by Holy Hill. And I know Sal is not an idiot. He knows the difference between, let's say, a bobcat, a house cat, and a, you know, 100-pound cougar. You know, he knows the difference. And uh, he saw him and his son, both. And then, then it so all... they're not far, you know, they're around. And then I thought it was interesting here as well. It says a teenager killed a mountain lion hunting deer in Iowa. Yeah, where they have... And uh, yeah. apparently uh, it's believed to be the sixth killed in Iowa... Uh, in recent history, but uh, and there's been three confirmed mountain lion sightings in Iowa this year, but apparently they are not protected in right. Iowa. They're not. Yeah, if you see one, you can shoot it. Well, it kind of makes sense. I mean, are they really going to establish a natural breeding population in Iowa? And why would you want one? <laughs> in Iowa? I mean, it's not like it's all flat and cornfields, right, Tom? <laughs> Just about. Yeah. So it's Just not about. like there's any uh, mountainous or real remote wilderness regions. No, not really. I mean, I, those were just wanderers, I guess, those those animals. Well, they say that the mountain lions here in Wisconsin are just moving over from Minnesota, you know. Well, the, 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 the Dakotas. Or the Dakotas. Initially, they moved their initially, way. Initially, yeah. And I guess they say a lot of times it's young males just branching out to... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, well, expand their expand their territory. Yeah. Well, if they're looking for females over here, no, they're here, going they're, the wrong direction. <laughs> I know they're 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 going to be tough but to find them females. What would really be something if, if is if a female wandered her way out here, and all of a sudden we got a breeding population. I don't know if that is the goal, in fact, for why they're protected here in Wisconsin. Is the I, DNR just protecting any species that's rare? Well, just protect it in case it has a chance of coming back. Otherwise, why not let you? Why not let a guy plug a cougar if he happens to see one come by yeah. deer hunting? Yeah, they're uh, you know, over in California. They're not real. Uh, California and Oregon. They're they're not real happy with the cougar population. Now you would think that they do great in Wisconsin with all the deer we have here. Oh yeah! Holy cow! Yeah, You know, someday someone's going to see one feeding on a roadkill. Speaking of where you will see, uh, what you will see feeding on roadkill frequently nowadays uh, and deer gut piles is uh, bald eagles. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, um, I was reading somewhere that somebody actually hit one and I was driving down where I hunt up there near Sparta coming back one night and dang, you know, it's a narrow country road, but... I went within inches of a big bald eagle. It took off flying, but I mean, it was right on the gravel side of the road, right, yeah. right close to the pavement. Yeah, on a on a dead deer. Yeah, and it was right before dark too. You could hardly hardly see them. Huh. So uh, they're you know those, those eagles, they're out there scarfing up everything. They've come back. Oh, over the years, there's been an influx of eagles. It's been amazing how many eagles there are in this state. You know? now, and then the snowy owl, people are yeah. spotting snowy owls mm-hmm. coming down. Now, I told you the time we went up the first week of, uh, last week of May, first week of June to go Sturgeon Bay, leaving on a Sunday morning from Green Bay. 
with the boat in tow, and uh, about 10 miles outside of town past UW-Green Bay, there was a snowy owl sitting on the sign. Mm-hmm. And I think I told you where we stopped, and yeah. I went back mm-hmm. and took a picture, went back, got in the truck, and next thing you know, Brown County's yeah, here's the squad car behind. Wanting to know what you were and doing. And I said, <laughs> yeah, we just took a picture of a... There's a snowy owl back there. In fact, I was actually on the phone calling the DNR to report it, mm-hmm. right? And that guy took my license. He took my buddy's license. Then he went back, and we had to sit for at least 15 minutes mm-hmm. while this guy, and we're in a hurry to get check, at, We're check. in a hurry to get yeah. hunt, fishing, right? Yeah. You're in a hurry to get going, even though we took a little time out to see the snowy owl. Yeah. And I'm thinking, geez, dude, it's a Sunday morning. We got a minute. You know, truck. It's there's no alcohol. Got a boat on the back. It's not like there's <laughs> twenty empty beer cans in the back of the truck. A bottle of whisk. There's nothing. But he really scrutinized. He looked in the yeah. boat when he walked yeah. up. He looked in the back of the truck. You know, I wish the guy would have at least given an explanation and said, you know, we just had a report of a stolen boat or something. But yeah. Oh, here you go. Oh yeah, how do you, how's fishing been? Shut up! Don't I, I don't want to talk fishing with you now. Just let me get going. You held me here forever. <laughs> but that being said, Tom, we do support the blue out there. We support the police officers. So I yeah. guess I gotta take it in stride. He was probably he's just doing his just job. just doing his job, and Although, they might have that, had a report about suspicious characters or whatever. So or it could have been him. the last day of the month, which I think it was, and he needed one more ticket to hit his quota. <laughs> Or I think it's more like, you know, they'll get reports of suspicious characters or whatever. So, you know, some suspicious couple of guys were towing a boat or whatever someplace. So he's just going to stop everybody he sees. I don't look suspicious. No, you don't mind. You look suspicious. (laughs) Good thing he wasn't with me. They'd have been up against the side, spread (laughs) them. What? Here we go. You, out of the car. (laughs) Oh God! Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Well, I look at it this way. You know, those those guys and gals out there, they're they're just no, doing I, their job. I re- so we know. support the yeah, blue. Yeah, we do. They're out working hard over New Year's weekend while everybody's having fun. They're out there. And what do you think about those firefighters having to try to put out that big fire in the cold? Not fun. Oh my god. Not goodness. fun either. So no, yeah, I give no. Uh, give those guys credit as well. So yeah. yeah. Not 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 a good thing there. No. And uh there there's also an article in that magazine about uh the, the DNR. Some guy in the DNR was a little dismayed that uh ten deer hunting licenses were issued to infants under twelve uh, under one year of age. Uh they said because there's a rule about a group hunting permit with mentored hunts that they were you know, they were allowed to do that. They know that you know, they, they can take one, but did anybody ever actually take one of their infants out in the woods to, I, do you, does the mentor have to be in the woods to take the group tag? Do you know what I what mean? What are you asking? The, does, does the, the, the mentored. Are you saying the one year old, does yeah. the child have to be with, is that what you're saying? Does the mentored person, the, 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 yes, the younger they are person, they're supposed to be there. You can't there. just have their tag. So, so in other words, so somebody was taken yeah. out there. It's like party sharing. Old. It's like party sharing. Tom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's party sharing. Yeah. Like if you and I are hunting. Right. And you've got a doe tag and I don't, and I shoot a doe, technically we're supposed to be within like contact of right, each, within right. voice range. Right. Right. 
not right. home on your couch when right. I call you up right. and say, you know, put on your hunting coat and come on <laughs> yeah, out. And come put on the, out, yeah. Yeah, because that's, you well, know, that's so, not so, the spirit of it. So You're supposed to be hunting together. Yeah. So how many of these uh, infants were out there? None, Tom, of course. <laughs> what do you mean? What kind of a rhetorical question is that? I wasn't, I was wait, father, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting just, an answer. <laughs> one grandfather said he just wanted to be sure he bought the first license right. for his grandchild, which to me is <laughs> stupid. <laughs> spend all, spend that money just so you can be the stupid. first. Yeah, because guess what? Ten years from now, the kid probably won't even be interested in hunting, and then he'll think, oh, look, here's, here's my first license grandpa, grandpa bought me when I was a kid. So what? Who cares? I was one year old. I didn't know anything back then. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of when you were young, I found something interesting, Tom, I brought into the yeah. studio. Okay. So this was, uh, I've been going through cleaning out a lot of stuff, um, and since Dad died and Mom's in the nursing home, but I found a letter. And it's dated March 17th, 1965. Yeah. And it's a letter written by my father and mother to my grandparents. Oh, wow. And uh, so first my dad writes and then my mom writes. So I started reading this. And um, I was really shocked to find something out, Tom, that it looks like I was a bad kid. When I was a little guy. So 1965, I would have been in first grade. Uh-oh. So here it goes. So it starts talking about some things. Uh, Danny and Tim are doing well in school. But Dan has had to stay in during a few recess periods for snowball and other minor infractions. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you so in were first a grade, <laughs> they were calling my parents and letting them know we're holding his arse oh. in for reso- recess. And then my dad says, so my dad went to a little uh, one-room schoolhouse oh. in, uh, up in called Berea. It was a one-room. He went in an old-school one-room schoolhouse. So he says, it reminds me of my Berea days, but I don't believe I started so young. So... <laughs> So that was it. And then now my brother, uh, my mom writes. Now, this is the amazing part. Um, My mom writes her part, and here it is. Tim, my brother was one year behind in kindergarten. She writes, Timmy has two girlfriends in kindergarten, both named Lori. So who knows? Someday there may yet be another Lori marrying into the Bush clan. Do you want to know what my brother's wife's name is? Don't tell me it's Lori. It's Lori. <laughs> Not one of those two. No. No. <laughs> no. But I couldn't believe it. Oh, so, that's funny. That's and why funny. wasn't that prophetic? Why? Kind of like foreshadowing the rest of the life. My brother's the one with the two girlfriends, and I'm the one getting in trouble. Throwing snowballs. Throwing snowballs. And that's pretty much the way it was all the way through life. He's the one uh, with the girlfriend being the settled guy, and I'm the one getting in trouble. Isn't that the truth? Well, we got to go to a break. We got more of that coming up. Danny? What? Any more of that coming up after the break? I think well, so. All right. Well, when we come back, folks, we'll be doing the gut report. Danny will have some more stuff for us. We will talk some ice fishing, and I am so looking forward to open water fishing already. We'll be right back. What are you with, talking about? I know. I, I'm sorry. Just started. I, am, I know, but I'm looking forward to this spring. We'll be right back with more of the Midwestern Shooters Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors with Danny Bush and me, Tommy the True Newbauer. Stay tuned for more. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. 
get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by V Marchese Produce and Discount Liquor. Well, here's something that's a hit with my family. I think it'll be a hit with yours if you like this stuff. But anyway, this is pretty good. You get a baguette. You know what a baguette is? It's uh, one of those, uh, it's uh, like a French bread, but it's small in diameter, a little bit harder, you know. But anyway, you sl- make slices of the baguette, you know, I don't know, maybe three quarters of an inch thick, whatever. Anyway, you slice the baguette and then you seize, you, you brush on seasoned olive oil on the baguette. And then you put a thin slice of mozzarella cheese, the fresh mozzarella a thin slice of tomato, and if you have it, you can put a little piece of basil leaf on the top. I'm telling you, that is a out for a like a snack or if you're going to a party, you bring that, people will love it. We like it. I'm sure you will too. The Gut Report was brought to you by V Marchese Produce. When quality counts, you can count on V Marchese Produce. Insist on the best. You can visit them at vmarchese.com. And by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street and Barstow in Wisconsin. I'm in Waukesha, excuse me. <laughs> For weekly specials, go to DiscountLiquorInc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. You think Discount Liquor is going to be packed this weekend, Danny? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I went to the one in Oklahoma on Saturday. Yeah. The, what was that, the 23rd? Oh, yeah, yeah. At about 5.30-ish. Mm-hmm. No spots in the parking lot. Really? And that's a big parking lot. No spots on Oklahoma. No spots along 51st. (laughs) I literally had to park about four blocks down. Are you serious? From Discount Liquor to get in there. No kidding. It was insane. All four cashiers, good seven people deep. <laughs> it's <laughs> insane how busy oh, that place is. That's why I would go to the beer depot in Pewaukee. Right yeah, if you're road. out, yeah, if you're out in it's Pewaukee, a quick little area. place right yeah. there. You're yeah. not going to have big long lines. It's yeah. a nice place. They got great food. They got all kinds of stuff there. Tom steaks. I buy oh, I steaks there in the yeah. summer. Yeah, they got a lot they of. They start good grilling food. out, and then sometimes yeah. they have like. All kinds of stuff, deli type stuff. Yeah, they put in there. Uh, let me ask you, Danny, you doing anything special for New Year's Eve? No, <clears throat> I'm not doing anything. I me neither. Take her easy. I'll probably be in bed at ten o'clock. But it's too cold to hunt today. I might try and <laughs> convince my brother to go deer hunt tomorrow because it's going to be up to a balmy ten degrees tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to have a heat wave tomorrow. I don't. No, imagine how cold it will be tonight with the sun going down, mm-hmm. and we shoot a deer right before dark, and then you got to go clean it out, and it's gonna be it's gonna be below zero. Yeah, and if you hang it out someplace, it's gonna freeze. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. You know, if you hang it outside. Yeah. You get a little stiff. <laughs> a little stiff. Well, that's okay. Oh, that's all right. It doesn't hurt them. No, not no. at all. They're actually easier to drag yeah. around. Yeah. You can actually pick up a stiff deer because it stays straight right, as opposed right. to a uh, bending one that's over. bending yeah, and flopping. Yeah, you know, the hardest thing over. I ever had to do is when I shot a bear years ago. And it dressed out at about 240 pounds. But before I'd even dressed it, I told my dad, oh, I'm going to drag it to the trail. 
Well, that lasted about all of two feet, you know, because there's nothing to grab on. You grab a paw, right? And it's yeah. all slippery, yeah. black, yeah. slick fur. Yeah. Yeah. And then. It's kind of oily or something, you know? It's slick. And then yeah, slick. when we finally did get it back to the uh, uh, cabin and I was going to try and put it on a trailer to take it in and get it processed. And I didn't want my dad. I just needed another guy to grab the other side. You know, you grab mm-hmm. two paws, they grab two paws and you mm-hmm. lift it in. But dad was in his eighties and bad heart and everything else. So I wouldn't let him do anything other than hold the flashlight. Yeah. And I said, I'll lift it in there. Yeah. You know, I, I couldn't get a handle on the thing. <laughs> I put my arms around it around, like I put it in a bear hug, you know, yeah. under yeah. and I would try yeah. dragging it in there. And I just couldn't, couldn't do it. You know, that that reminds me of when uh, well, I helped finally my, I did, oh, but I couldn't I couldn't just pick it up yeah. though. It kept flopping yeah. all over the place. It reminds me of when I helped my brother in law. He he raised some hogs. These were like two hundred to three hundred pound hogs, right? Try grabbing a hold of one of those things too. A hog, a pig, big pig. Where do you grab it? You know the I mean it was <laughs> it was yeah, it was weird. I don't hey, know. I got a question for our audience. I got a question. When it comes to ice fishing for panfish, what do you like best? And I'm asking you this too, Danny. Uh, what do you like best? Waxworms, spikes, or mousies? And I'm asking this to the audience, 799-1250. What do you think is better, waxworms, spikes, or mousies? And here's another question to go along with that. One, one... Waxworm, spiker, mousey, or do you put multiples on there? Now, the spikes are smaller. I would understand if some people thought that maybe two or three spikes on there. Uh, Waxworms, of course, a little bit bigger, but I know people put two waxies on on the hook. And exactly, maybe somebody will tell us. I used to know this, but I don't anymore. I should probably look it up. I should probably Google it. A mousey. Now, we've all seen those for ice fishing, but... I know what uh, waxworms and spikes turn into, but what is a mo- what is a mousy? It's a larva of something. They turn into a giant pterodactyl. <laughs> we'll pick up small children. And, in other words, you don't know either. In the do mountains you? of northwestern Tennessee, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, we'd, on, uh, we'd like to know. Maybe we've got some enlightened listeners. Tell us what exactly a mousy turns into, because I know. I'll tell you what. You leave those spikes crawl around if they get loose on you. Uh, there's going to be flies around the house. Oh, yeah. There are going to be flies. Lots of flies. Your wife won't be happy. No. And if you get those European ones, the reddish ones, the red ones and green ones in spikes, then you're going to, those are wasp larvae. You don't want wasps around the house. So, uh, and the waxworms will turn into a fly as well, but. Anyway, but the mousies—that's that's a different one. That that one, uh, maybe somebody will call us and tell us. Then again, maybe people are going out ice fishing. Maybe people are just in bed wrapping up, <laughs> staying warm. I don't know. And, well, I can't really weigh in on the subject because I don't fish panfish yeah. through the ice, Tom. Well, I mean, I used to. I'd, I'd put one waxworm, you know, or if I was using spikes, I'd do two spikes. Well, let me ask you this. A lot of guys are out early season walleye fishing. Yeah. And uh, what would be your preferred way right now to go out and fish early season walleye? 
And are you going to fish them shallow, or are you going to fish them deep? Because a talk- lot of guys are fishing on the shallow east end, yeah. right out by Pewaukee right now. Uh, and you're talking ice fishing. Ice fishing. Yeah. Well, in the words of what the heck was his name? I can't remember it right now. You will find the walleyes either shallow, deep, or somewhere in between. <laughs> what was that guy's name? Oh, oh, oh I can't remember. Bill Binkelman. Bill Binkelman. Bill Binkelman. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it, it's funny. Everybody thinks of walleyes as a deep water fish, as a fish that has to be around rocks and gravel and right, that. Right, right. But that's not true. You can catch them in shallow water. You can catch them around weeds. I mean, they're they're going to go into the weeds where the smaller bait fish are to feed on. I mean, they're going to just like any other predator. So uh, really, uh, if it was me, I'd be probably... Uh, I'd be somewhere where there were weeds. Yeah. Somewhere with weeds. Somewhere with weeds. It, it could be just sand grass. Could be some intermittent clumps of whatever kind of weed, but uh, or any kind of green weed. But yeah, and I and I think I'd be in that mid depth range. I don't think I'd I wouldn't have to be real shallow or real deep. You know, I see. I never really targeted walleyes okay. ice fishing a lot. You know? Okay. I never so you don't went specifically for them. Shiner or fathead. Definitely, I would definitely go shiners. I don't want to go with the fat heads. I want to go with something a little bit bigger. And you definitely want to go with light line for a leader. Nowadays, I would yeah. think the fluorocarbon yeah. would be the ideal. Yeah. With the zero visibility yeah. or virtual zero visibility. Yeah. Refractive type thing. I suppose it depends too on on the water clarity. If it's a darker colored water, you wouldn't have to be so worried about that. How about you know, for? Go ahead. Let me let me ask you this. Uh, for pike, uh, for years traditionally, quick strike rigs have been wire, seven strand type yeah, wire. Then right. they came up with the tiger wire, tieable mm-hmm. stuff. Something in around twenty seven pound always worked good. Tandem <clears throat> with quick strike rig worked good, and and a pike would just wolf those down up on Lake of the Woods and mm-hmm. so forth. But in some areas now, um. Finesse in fluorocarbon is catching on more and more for pike. In fact, in some areas, that's the only way that they'll that they'll hit. Now, like my brother claimed, he told me this 20 years ago. He one time went to a lake he'd never been on before, and he had wire leaders on his tip-ups, and everyone around him caught pike all day long, and he caught none, and they were using mono. Really? Everybody was using mono. Um, so... Especially like up in, uh, I've been getting rumors of some, you know, guys catching big pike up in the Bay of Green Bay, around the Sturgeon Bay, Door County area, Washington Island area. Uh, we've been getting some reports of guys fishing for big pike with fluorocarbon, mm-hmm. finesse, and fishing them down deep. And maybe it's that ultra, ultra clear water <sighs> environment that even with pike, and people think of pike as just being, uh, you know, just dumb, right? Yeah, They're yeah. just leaders. They'll, smack, sh- anything. they'll smack anything. Yeah. In fact, it's interesting. Uh, um, Doug Stangy actually has an article in In Fisherman this month that's talking fluorocarbon light pike. And he does kind of talk about doing it a little bit. And basically, he... From what I remember the article, I read it a couple of weeks ago, he doesn't hasn't really used fluorocarbon a lot, but he does kind of talk about how some guys are using it. Um, and uh, I, I think I'm going to send him an email and tell him 
that I've actually heard reports of, like mm-hmm. I was just talking about, that in some areas, that's the only way to fool those big giant pike and some of those clear waters. Yeah. Well, I, I'll, I'll give you my answer, but first we got to take a break, and we're going to be doing the Hornschwaggle. The Hornschwaggle is brought to you by Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages in McGuanago. I got it right this week. Bucky does more than just meats. They and sausages. They got seafood. They got they got all kinds of stuff. Make there fine they, chocolates. Yeah, and they. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> they don't make chocolates. But they, great jalapeno yeah. cheddar hot sticks. Uh, yeah, which means I got to go shoot a deer today to get some yeah. jalapeno. So anyway, we're gonna go to a break right now. Call 799-1250 to be a contestant in the Hornschwaggle, and we'll explain all of that when we come back. <laughs> folks but anyway you can tell us this after the horn who do you think is playing that song walk don't run anyway uh tim's on the line right now he's going to be playing the horn but tim has a question first good morning tim what is that the tijuana brass band or something no (laughs) it's elvin chashinsky and the polish polka band no 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 okay that used to be on saturday night it's actually this group that did that song walked it's one of their few songs i actually can play (laughs) it's not easy stuff that's for sure anyway tim you had a question before we played the horn you're talking about i use i use a wax worm probably okay you you prefer waxies yeah, and hey, do you guys ever use like the coat hangers? You know, like the wires for deeper water. You just cut like the the, top, the middle of them, and then you put the eyes. Yeah, the well, eyes on them. yeah. Okay. As a matter of fact, I used to use that out in uh, when Lake? I used when I used to go to Madison Chain. Yeah, and uh, like two big green lake, whatever. Yeah, you got, just got to get it down quick without getting your lure tangled. Yeah. But they used to make those copper things. Remember the copper ones? Yeah. And what I would do is I take the coat hanger, but I would flatten out each end. So I could drill a hole and put a swivel okay. in there. Yeah. Well, right. anyway, we're going to play horn. You know how the horn works? Yes. All right. Okay. Here's Danny. Here we go. The, the, the uh, um, subject for this week is meat. Okay. Uh, wild game meat. Okay. Deer meat is referred to as venison. Horn or no horn That's no horn Okay. Boy, uh, what a softball. <laughs> years ago, many, many, many years ago, uh, back in the old French trapper days, settling Canada and stuff like that, uh, muskrat was actually served back in Europe, and it was considered really good. They just called it marsh rabbit, hornswoggle or no hornswoggle. No hornswoggle. No hornswoggle. Okay. I did not know that. Yeah, they called not... it marsh rabbit. Yeah, oh, okay. okay. And here we go now. Deer meat called venison. Squirrel meat is called mulligan. That's no hornswoggle. Oh, that was oh actually, I thought that was a hornswoggle. That is a hornswoggle. But you got two, out, two out of three, three. right, uh, so you uh, win. You get a $10 gift certificate to Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages. Have you ever been out there, Tim? No, not yet. But, hey, you guys, also, I got another question. Sure. Yeah. How much ice is on Peel Walker Lake right now? That's what we've been asking our audience, somebody to call us and tell us, because we don't know. I saw oh, okay. a couple. <laughs> I saw a big shanty on the east end near the beach out on the on the lake already, I'm sure someone pulled it with a four wheeler. Um, so I I'm guessing there's you know a lot of guys have been out. 
So I'm guessing there's there's decent amount for at least walking, but oh yeah. Uh, again, uh, you'd have to ask somebody who's actually been out there. But these below zero, <laughs> below zero yeah. nights start making ice fast. Yeah, yeah. you would need an ice shanty for today. But hey, also with the walleye thing, now would you guys do you guys prefer fishing the deeper or the shallower and like when you're out there? Uh, like, right now. Right now, due to ice conditions and the fact that people are getting them, I would work on that shallower end right yeah, now. Yeah, okay, that's what I was kind of thinking, all right. Yep. And then uh, a lot of times you'll see guys later uh, in the season when we get into the real deep freeze, a lot of guys will work those uh, deep edges on the west end. Uh, you'll see a lot of them, they like to work right off, you know where the sports stock bar and grill is yeah. and the yacht club and stuff? That's and when yeah. you'll see guys out there setting up and they'll be fishing in, you know, 20 feet of water or, or, or deeper, working those deep breaks. Yeah, yeah. Okay, tip, all right, all right. Tip-ups all right. from what I understand. But I'm sure guys, so there's probably some yeah, guys jigging, whatever. too. Right. Yeah, there's yeah. some guys jigging, too. All right, well, thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Appreciate oh, okay, it. Yep, you're welcome, Take care. Tim. Thanks for listening, right Tim. Right. And, Tim, uh, I know he's still listening, but you got to get out to Bucky's. Use that $10 gift certificate certificate you will enjoy your experience and after you go to bucky's once you'll go back again i know you will hey tom we're talking yeah. about food okay can we talk food some more yeah i was gonna oh go ahead well you, the, you got? when we left we were talking about the tip-ups the floral carving. oh yeah yeah let's get back to that oh, speaking of food though yes, you, you yes. had a, a message to your listeners for the gut report what message very soon Oh, I'll coming fig- soon. I'll figure out how to put bigger recipes on. This is big uh, news. On this Facebook. is big news. I didn't even know. Coming well, soon. He got an email. I'm a co-producer of the show, and I didn't know. He got an email what? or a letter from a I from a fan. Note. I got an email from a guy, and and he said, "Hey, you know, you say you you got to keep it short, sweet, to the point, because people aren't going to remember all these different things and all that that with the tips and the recipes." He says, "Why don't you take if you got longer recipes?" Put them on your website. Well, what Post he does it on Facebook. No, no, wait a minute. But what he doesn't realize is that if I give a a recipe to our webmaster every week, he's going to be charging us a lot more money. Okay, to have to update it every week. So you can update your own Facebook page. No, no, we're not talking. No, he's Facebook. on the website. I'm talking websites. Oh, the websites. Yeah. So I told the guy. He says when I figure out how to do the Facebook, how to put those recipes on there, I will do it. And I said, but I'll let you know. When it's happening, I'll tell you on the show when I'm going to be able to do that. Because he listens to the gut report every time. He likes trying new stuff, you know, that I talk about. So uh, that's coming soon. Coming soon. 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 Tom is going to put recipes on Facebook. Yep. Coming He's soon. He's going to have to get into the 21st century oh and use God. Facebook. Tom's going to put recipe of the week. Go to our Facebook page. The gut page. report will be eventually, on Facebook. Eventually. What do you mean eventually? Is this well, going to be like a two-year project? I mean, well, I don't no, know how son. long it's going to take. Eventually. I'm a slow This learner. is never going to happen. I'm sorry. What I'm are we talking about, Greg? Right? What, can I, this is, what can I say? <laughs> we, I can put it on my Facebook page. You, now, we have a I know a how pers- to do we Facebook. Have, we have somebody in the studio today, Kristen, who's okay. going to be our producer, because Greg, is. this is his last day, so... Kristen is going to be our new producer. Christian. 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 Not Christian. Christian. He's only been here Christian. 10 minutes they call him and Sunshine. Tom already yeah. messed yeah, up. Yeah, can there. we just call him Sunshine? No, we're, we're, this, we're, we're losing the nickname Sunshine. Really Sunshine. Sunshine? Sunshine's got to go. Do that was from Sunshine's, Remember the Titans. Sunshine. It was. Well, the story guy with behind, the long story blonde hair. Like, long story short, came here for. Um, came in here for my first day as an internship with a big show. Petey gave him a hard time. And Leroy is sitting in. Um, 
And that chair right there. And he's looking through the glass and he looks at me. He's trying to come up with an intern intern yeah. nickname for me. He's looking at me. He's like, doesn't that look like Sunshine from Remember the Titans? It oh, is. And then, Gary, <laughs> and then Gary, Gary. We're trying to work away from that nickname. Okay. And well, my last name, I got a Polish last name, Jazz Kulski. Let's shorten it. Jazz. There we go. We'll call him Jazz. There you go. Okay. Listen, I got to consult with Leroy and Gary. Yeah, first. they're not going to go for that. They're both, they're not <laughs> going to go, gonna go for They're for both that. bigger than I am. And oh. I, you know, you got to kind of, I'm sorry there, Christian. But yeah, when did you get that nickname? Yeah, Baby Tausch had that uh, nickname. Baby Tausch? Sure. He'd like a cool nickname like Nick or something. No. Sorry. We I, we're, I'm going to call him Jazz. Uh, and as a matter of fact, I'm going to write it down so I don't forget it. Jazz. But here's the thing. You, you see what I got to put ski. up with? Jazz, you see what I got to put up with? These people give me a hard time every week. Yeah, get ready. Both of them. One no, thing when you come in the studio, you got to put your big boy helmet it, on it, because missiles are flying. You know what? And that's and that's the th- and that's the thing too. It doesn't matter where I go, whether it's I'm at home with my yeah. family, I'm with my friends out at the bar just having a beer, or I'm, here gets- the, or I'm here in the studio. I'm not negative. It's just I'm the one that's constantly getting jabbed at, and I just oh. I everybody so, gives him so crap. So get used, used to it. Danny, you know what I asked him right away? I says, "I'm gonna like it because no more picking on him." You know what I him. asked him? I asked, I asked him, "Do you print well?" You know, to write down these names. Because if when Baby Tausch writes, oh my God, you can't read a damn no. thing he you writes. Gotta, and you got to you got to go down the street to his house, find the hieroglyphics, <laughs> and then see the translations exactly. there. And, and you shouldn't feel bad if Tom called you Sunshine. He used to call Baby Tausch fat all no, the time. I never he insulted, did. That was called Baby. No, that's Bushy no, insult no. his weight. Bushy call him fat. Bushy did that all the time. No now, way. I, I, no, seriously, Jazz. No I never way. did that. It was always him. And then he would try to blame me. Yeah, right. We we know your game, Danny. We Baby Tausch is a small dude. He's he's yeah. He does a lot of weightlifting, so he could. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Not uh, Bushy. You yeah. could probably take him. And I and but I, Tom, I play, not anymore. Time. I'm an old guy. <laughs> I played football myself. I would and I played quarterback. Yeah. And I would not mind having him in the huddle with me. Sunshine used to play quarterback. Yep, that's fine. And, and that's you a, had long hair. But but <laughs> I can <laughs> saw this all. So it's I all had, coming together now. Yeah, I know. But here's the twist: they switched huh. me to wideout. So, but. Okay, I we, would not mind him in the huddle. Baby so your last okay. name you is two guys, Ski. You two guys got to shush up I'm now. I'm from Green Bay. You know. Everybody's last name ends in Ski up there. <laughs> Matter of fact, Pulaski's right there. The old oh. joke was they're going to put a new Disneyland in Wisconsin. They're going to put a fence around Pulaski. People were kind of making jokes oh, yeah, about yeah, the Polish yeah. people back then. All right. Time to stop because what? we have Greg Janik with his 7 o'clock or his 7.03 update. Take it away, Greg. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.